Welcome back to Old Nerd, Young Nerd. I'm Derek. I'm Todd. And we're continuing with House of Danger. Todd, um, card that last one there, 55. Yes. So I shall read it. Yes. You take a deep breath and jump into the portal. A pins and needles sensation spreads over your body as you travel the dimensional pathway. Mm. When you reach the other side, you're standing in the solarium you saw in the picture. You've returned to your normal size. Go to story card 48. Once you've entered the solarium, you notice how the glass panes are in angular shapes that create a spiderweb pattern across the ceiling. There are clay pots with exotic plants on every flat surface. Welcome, you hear a female voice say. We are so glad you found your way here. An elderly woman in a long black dress and white apron glides into view from behind a wall. She appears to be the housekeeper. She raises one finger and curls it toward her, beckoning you. We've been expecting you. Come this way, she says. Something in her voice makes you freeze. This might be trouble. You notice something shiny tucked behind a, um, a tropical shrub. Well, you'll probably have to deal with the housekeeper before you can investigate it. You glimpse an art gallery behind the solarium. Optional challenge. Attempt to excuse yourself. If you are level 2 or higher on the psychic scale, add plus 1 to your roll, in addition to any eye challenge booster. I'm going to do that. Okay. I am level 2. Yes, so you ha you get an automatic plus 1, uh -huh. so you have to roll anything higher than a 1 to win. Yeah. Alright. Draw clue 39. Yes, excellent. Excellent, Derek. I shall pull up 39. Excellent. Large metal rod. You calmly explain to the woman that you'd rather not go with her, and she returns to tending her plants. You grab the shiny object before leaving and find that it's warm to the touch. Your psychic senses tell you this is an important item. You slip away to the art gallery. Keep this item. Move forward three spaces wow. on the psychic scale. Good job. Go to story card 32. Alright, stepping into the Marble Floored Art Gallery, you are amazed by more than a hundred gold frame paintings, plus countless abstract modern sculptures on pedestals. Wow. The entire collection must be worth gazillions. It actually says gazillions. Yes, nice, nice. Too, still several. <laughs> too bad you've got no time to admire any of it. You're eager to keep moving. French doors lead to the study, and a doorway leads outside. You can see a pathway leading to an attached structure that appears to be a mother-in-law apartment. Premonition. If you are level 2 or higher on the psychic scale, draw clue 54. So this is going to be another one of those painting things. Yes, excellent. Excellent, Derek. Excellent. Oh! And I am looking at a black and white photograph of what appears to be a shield with daggers spread around it. Is it or is it like the thing on a safe? Could be a thing on the safe as well. 
Yeah, you know, like the old school twisty lock. That could yeah. be well. That could be as well, but there's way too many uh, pointy things around it. Okay, so do you want to go through the French doors to the study, or the path outside to the mother-in-law apartment? I would like to go to the mother-in-law apartment. First man never say that. Yes. 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 <laughs> you take the pathway to a wooden apartment with a quaint front porch. No one appears to be home. You try the door and find that it's open. You enter a room that's entirely dark except for one candlelit corner where you see a leather desk chair turned away from you with someone sitting in it. The chair slowly swivels to reveal a chimpanzee wearing a monocle and holding a ballpoint pen, looking you square in the eye. Uh-oh. Looks like you interrupted his work. The chimp calmly places the pen on the desk and removes his monocle. He cracks his knuckles and stands up. It's go time, and this chimp is going for you. The chimp pounces. Require challenge, fight the chimp. Oh, I'm okay with that. Like, I want to kill all the... the Alright. So, if monkeys. you win, you lower the danger meter by 5. And if you lose, it raises by 3. Alright, so what do I have to... You need to roll a 3 or higher. Killed that little monkey. I'm going to spank the monkey. Alright, you spank the monkey. Yes! Yes! After the fight, the yes. chimp scurries away. No! I'm not letting him get away. <laughs> No, it's not getting away. I'm going to throw a dagger. You don't have a dagger. I have the pocket knife. I'm going to throw the pocket knife at him. That's not how this works. All right. <laughs> You're not a I, I, like, I've had really bad problems with primates in this game. I want to kill the monkey. <laughs> so you notice to your I want to spank the large, monkey before the monkey spanks me back. All right? There's a large metal door which is completely out of place here. There's also a walkway leading towards what looks like um, the study of the main house. So, metal door or study? Study. Really? You're not going to go the metal door? Nope. Nope. All right. Once inside the study, you are shocked to find 12 pairs of eyes staring at you in outrage. All right. So, the, can I kill all the eyes? Hold I'm going to kill all the eyes Hold right on. now. I'm going to kill them all now! You stop dead in your tracks. There are a dozen shady-looking people, all stuffing briefcases with bundles of cold hard cash. Literally. I'm going to throw a fireball right now. There's Throwing a fireball. You don't know fireballs. Yes, I do. Literally, they're taking money out of the ice cooler. You take another step and all but one of the guys takes off. Suddenly spooked. The last one turns and glares at you. Since he's still holding his briefcase tightly with both hands, you're pretty sure you can take him. You see a hallway on the other side of the room <clears> that might serve to be a quick exit. Optional challenge. Wrestle the man with the cash-filled briefcase. Absolutely doing that. What would I have to roll? Uh... Three or higher. All right. Five. All right. Draw clue 38. <coughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Clue 38. Oh, yeah. I'm going to throw a fireball after this, too, to the rest of them. Just telling you right now. Fireball. Go. I just want to, I just got to roll for damage. Yeah. Briefcase full of money. You are currently holding a briefcase that contains more money than Sergeant Morrison and Detective Murphy earn in two years. Your psychic senses tell you this is an important item. Keep this item. Move forward one space on the psychic scale. Finish story card 33. All right, so now I'm hoping that I get to kill and throw a fireball on story card 33. Well... Now, you finish it by drawing clue card 45. Plus, 
definitely have thrown a fireball right now, guys. Definitely have thrown a fireball. What, are you a wizard? Yeah. Yes, I am. Yes. That's exactly what I am. All right. Let's see. Clue number 45. You're a paranormal investigator type dealer. You hear Dresden? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Does he know fireball? He actually does. Like, that's his primary thing. He just needs the... Needs the uh, cast it in the rod, right? Yeah. You race down the hallway, past photographs and paintings of an old prison. You reach the end of the hall and find a metal door. Go to story called 60. Okay, so that's the card you wouldn't have had. Or you wouldn't the other option. Mm -hmm. So this is Chapter 2, Goal Achieved. You shove the metal door open. When you close it behind you, clang. It sounds like the door to a jail cell slamming shut. You turn to check out where you are. There's an elevator. You get in, press close door button, and finally get a moment to catch your breath. You can't believe what you've been through so far. But this elevator should be your ticket to the basement, and that should bring you one step closer to uncovering the mystery of the sounds you heard when you first entered the Marsden house. Now that you know where the elevator is, you wonder if you should go back to the basement now, or if you should go back and investigate anything you might have missed. So you can... There are quite a few places you didn't go. Yeah. If you want to explore... There's the upstairs hallway, the main dining room, the solarium. You've been there. I'll go to the dining room. Dining room? Yes. All right. So that's, yes. Uh, card 51. Yes, the dining room. I shall see what is in the dining room. This goes up by two. What? To continue. To go uh, back out. Go uh, back uh, uh. You enter a formal dining room decorated in modern style. The walls are a deep, moody gray, and the table and chairs are lacquered uh, glossy black. A glass vase containing limp, long-dead flowers sits in the center of the table. Around the table sit four men. Their skin and uniforms are all shades of shimmering white and blue, and a waspy aura wafts off of them like smoke. They are dressed in Civil War-era Union soldier uniforms and talking as if telling stories around a campfire. One has his feet propped up on the table. They don't seem to be aware of your presence. You notice a wooden door that is rattling, as if something behind is trying to escape. Beams of blue light shoot out of the keyhole, and the wooden slats of the door. There's also a narrow swinging door at the end of the dining room that probably leads to the kitchen. Free action. If you are at level two or higher on the psychic scale, and if you want to get closer and listen to their stories, draw clue 48. Yep. So you do this without any sort of penalty or challenge. Yes. I'm still going to throw a fireball in a few minutes. I'm just saying. I'm just telling you right now. Okay. I, think, so I, think you're, fire, I think fire damage hurts ghosts. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. So, fireball soon. Fireball coming up, guys. Fireball coming up. Clue number 48. You creep closer and overhear bits and pieces of conversation. One ghost mentioned barely surviving a savage attack and locking the dangerous one in the secret passage between the kitchen and the master bedroom. Finished story called 51. Alright. So you can quietly open the rattling wood door. Or you can sneak <clears throat> past the men and go into the kitchen. I'm going to cast fireball into the hallway. Alright, that's not how that works. Alright. What do I have? What are my choices again? Um, you can open the rattling wooden door. Well, that's what I'm doing. Right yeah. there. Yeah. Alright, you open the rattling door to reveal an impossibly long passage, slightly lit with small beams of blue light. 
All right, now I'm casting Fireball. <laughs> a chill runs through your veins as an apparition materializes in the distance. The ghost wears a tattered robe and his skin appears badly burned. One of his eyes is missing while the other darts around nervously. He walks straight towards you, brandishing a sword in one hand. You try to run, but your legs refuse to cooperate. You're frozen in place. The spirit continues to approach you. He advances calmly, slowly moving closer and closer until he's finally upon you. You feel intense pain and then nothing. So you died. What? No way. I, like, I threw a fireball, dude. Yeah, that's not how this game works. Literally threw right. a fireball. Knocks you back one. Alright. So you go back to uh, this card. So we're not doing the rattling wood door. We're going to card 54. The kitchen looks a bit drab compared to what you've seen of the rest of the house. A large blue refrigerator stands lonely against one wall, a heavy chain wrapped around it, holding it closed. The opposite wall is dominated by tall cupboards. Black and white checkered tile covers the countertops and the floors, and a butcher's block on the <coughs> counter is stained a deep crimson from heavy use. On the far side of the room, there's a small door that appears to lead to a wine cellar. Optional challenge, search the cupboards. Alright, well I'm going to search the cupboards. All right. In which case, I'll probably die because this is nonsense, Derek. Nonsense. Right, so you just need to roll a three or higher. All right. Well, I can't use my psychic uh, offset. All right. Well, you need know, so draw, right. draw clue 34. All right. You just rolled a crit to max damage. Yep. No, well, that's my whole point. 33? Uh, 34. Wait a minute. I was going to say you better have 34. Alright. Bonus story choice. Hmm. The cupboards are entirely empty, but the back of one of them opens to reveal a secret passage and a stairway. Place this new optional story choice at the bottom of story card 54. This option may be considered when you are ready to choose your next action. I'm going to open the fridge. All right. So In which case, I'll probably die too, but, you know, that's just the way, the way, the way this game works. Roll a three or higher. All right. Five. All right. So draw through 49. Oh, here we go. Here we go. And away we go. There it is, 49. Oh, I know. No, I thought you said 48. 49. Oh, all right. Sandwich. You find a delicious-looking sandwich in the fridge. Discard at any time to lower damage meter by four. That's nice. That's with your. If it gets too high, you have that in your water bottle now. Keep this item. Finish story card fifty four. All right. So you can either go to the wine cellar or follow the secret passage. You know what? I need a drink, so I'm going to the wine cellar. Wine cellar. I'm just telling you right now. And, and you know what? I'm throwing a fireball in the wine cellar. I'm just telling you right now. All right. Should I roll for damage? No. In the wine cellar. Oh. No. Oh. The door to the wine cellar is covered with a leather. Overlay that is embossed with grapevine patterns. Someone here must really like their wine. 
You push open the door into the pitch black room and hear odd noises coming from some, some unseen machine in the distance. This space might be bigger than you thought. As you try to find a light switch, you discover a ladder on your left and a door to your right. As your eyes adjust to the darkness, you can make out a bomb shelter sticker on the door and a small storage compartment next to the shelter door about as tall as your knee. Free action. If you'd like to get down on your hands and knees and root around in the storage compartment, draw clue 35. All right, that's what I'm doing. And I'm going to fall I'm going to throw a fireball into the area. 35 you said? 35. Alright, All right, how much damage do I do on my fireball? Uh, you probably destroy every valuable item that you would be finding. Yeah. Alright, All right, you ready? Yep. Climbing boots. Look at these things. You'll be able to climb like a squirrel wearing these boots. <laughs> Keep this item. Finish story card 56. Alright, so you can climb up the ladder or go to the bomb shelter. Bomb shelter. And I'm going to throw a um, fireball. Yep. Fireball into the bomb shelter, killing everything in there. All right. You fumble for a light switch. There is nothing on the walls, but a tiny little chain brushes against your cheeks as you cross the room. Yeah. Uh, so you pull on it. The room floods with light. The place is yes. well stocked. Bottles of water, stacks of canned food, crates of tools, even boxes labeled entertainment. This is everything you need to survive for weeks. The only thing out of place is a cabinet painted purple with orange trim. Across the room is an impressive metal door. Above the door is a hole in the ceiling which doesn't seem right, given that this place is supposed to be totally secure. So, if you open the purple and orange you can open the purple and orange cabinet, you yep. can try to open the big metal door, which would bring you to the end of the chapter. Purple and orange cabinet. Or you can go through the hole in the ceiling. No. Purple and orange cabinet first. All right. And then uh, fireball into the ceiling. Where are we at? You know what cracks me up is Sparky is just like looking at you with disgust All right, right now. So right now I'm going to pull a, a DM Todd and say purple and orange cabinet. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I want to do it. I'm going to pull a mic. <laughs> Who hides a bomb in a bomb shelter? Was this thing built to protect people from a bomb or protect a bomb from people? These are the thoughts you have as you are blown into a billion little pieces. Alright. Alright, so we're going to start all over again? <laughs> Alright, so um, we're, we're going through the hole in the ceiling, so draw clue 44. This is why I want to like use the fire the fireball. I wouldn't have any problems with fireballs. Well, you would have blown the bomb up anyway. Well, I would have been way past that by this point, and I would have, like, pulled a, uh, what do you call it? Pulled Houdini, but, okay, here we go. Card 44. Yep. You stack several crates to build a makeshift staircase and climb into the hole in the ceiling. You find yourself inside a disorienting maze of air ducts. Mm. Eventually, you reach an exterior vent. Opening the vent, you get a face full of wind and rain. You then expertly climb down a vine-covered lattice onto a rain-drenched path. Go to story card 46. 46. Looks like we've played 46 before. Alright, apparently we are... 46. 
We are at 46. So this takes you uh, to the apartment where you fought that monkey. Can I kill the monkey now? I thought I killed the monkey before. No, you chased him off. All right, so can I can I kill him this time? Oh, hold on, now we gotta go to the study again. And again, uh, favored listeners, I do not believe in killing primates, but this monkey and the monkey that was doing the whole nonsense outside, I'm okay with killing those monkeys. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, so basically, you end up back in the kitchen. I'm not going to reread all those other cards and make you do all that crap again. Okay. So you're back in the kitchen, which mm -hmm. means you can go back to the wine cellar. But we've been there, done that. So we're going to go down that uh, secret passageway you opened. Okay. So you enter an extravagantly decorated bedroom, master bedroom. A dressing table with a fancy mirror sits against one wall across from a canopy bed covered in burgundy silk. The ghost of a Union General sits on the bed facing away from you. As the floor creaks beneath your step, the ghostly figure turns and leaps to his feet. He has a fearsome scowl on his face and an empty scabbard on his belt. Coward! Traitor! Thief! He yells as he approaches. There's an open door on the far side of the room through which you glimpse a bathroom with dark green tiles. You could also retreat back into the hallway to escape the phantom's wrath. Now, free... You have a couple options here. Mm -hmm. uh, you have clue number two, which is the sword. Yep. So you can give him that sword... Um... And then draw clue number 32, or you can fight the ghost. I'm going to give him clue number two. Okay, so discard that and draw clue number 32. <coughs> clue number 32. You offer the saber to the advancing apparition. He pauses and takes it, sliding the sword into his scabbard. It fits perfectly. He looks at you and starts to speak. Move forward two spaces on the psychic scale. Lower damage meter by two. Go to story card 34. You picked the best option. No, no doubt. I am General Henry Marsden of the Union Army, and this estate has passed through my family for generations, ever since the first settlers built this town. I regret that I cannot stay long, for though our meeting has invigorated me, I must soon return to my penance below. Before I go, however, I will answer any one inquiry you might have. Mm. So these are, these are the options. You can ask the ghost about the noises in the basement. You can ask the ghost about the other ghosts in the mansion. Or you can ask the ghost about your nightmares. I would like to ask about the other ghosts in the mansion. Alright, draw clue 36. Excellent, excellent. Clue number 36. Excellent. <clears throat> Those ghosts are born of tragedy, he says. He hands you a newspaper clipping detailing a fire at the Hedgebrook Prison. Mm. All the inmates were locked inside during the blaze. He drops his head, and his voice becomes a whisper as he says, He continues, This house was built 
on the prison grounds, and its spirits have always been restless. But something has riled them up, and these recent weeks, uh, and they've grown even angrier. Finish back of story called 34. Alright, so it goes straight away. Uh, you can return to the hallway or check out the bathroom. Bathroom. I can hear the bathroom anyway, so I'm just thinking about it. Story card 50. Mm-hmm. You enter the bathroom and close the door behind you, only to jump about three feet in the air when the door suddenly burst, bulges inward with a loud thud. Frost spreads across the bathroom mirror, and you stand so still you almost stop breathing until the frost finally stops spreading. It recedes, and the scary bulging door returns to its normal shape. The bathroom is decorated in various shades of green, and a clawfoot tub sits against one wall. There's a hatch in the ceiling. Maybe it leads to the attic. You lean out a small window and see a drain pipe on the house's exterior wall. Leaning out further, you see another window, and through it, paintings on the wall. The sun is setting, and the rain is really coming down now. So climbing the drain pipe to the gallery would be tricky. Optional challenge, climb down the drain pipe to the window of the art gallery. Well, you've been to the art gallery. So skip the drain pipe and climb up into the ceiling. Okay, I shall do that. Right. I shall do that, Derek. After I a shall... short climb, you're yes. in the attic. Yes, it's Derek. It's dusty and creepy. And there's another ladder here. Oh. The second ladder leads to the roof but you can see through the window that the storm has really intensified. It's pouring outside now. You poke your head out through the window and discover a stout vine on the outside wall that could easily support your weight. And most importantly, thanks to a wide overhang, climbing out this way would keep you dry. You can see through French doors on the ground floor that lead into a study. Well, I believe you've been to the study as well, so you want to go to the uh, roof? I shall go to the roof. All right. After Derek. ascending the ladder... You're on the roof. It's completely drenched from the rain, which, of course, means that you're completely drenched from the rain. Unfortunately. But one thing up here looks completely dry. The apparition of the Union General, who's standing right in front of you. Traitor, he shouts as he grows 20 feet tall. I grant you safe passage through my ancestral home, he screams in your face, and this is how you repay me. You have no idea why he would be so offended by someone climbing onto his roof, but you never get the opportunity to find out. The gust of wind from his screaming throws your body like a hockey puck against the low railing and you fall <clears throat> and land with a thud on the ground far below crushing all your internal organs in the oh all right i'm not gonna make i'm not gonna give you a penalty for that since i kind of railroaded you into going there yeah. so <laughs> hold on a second all right um, let's think about this for a second my bad, I won't give you a penalty for that since I kind of forced you to go up there. Yeah. So, well, you'll take the path to the study, which is going to lead to the metal door and the end of the chapter. Right. Now, the only place you yes. didn't go is the upstairs. So, you can go check out the upstairs, um, or we can just go on to chapter three. It's up to I'm you. I'm going to check out the upstairs. All right. Well, we'll check that out at the beginning of the next episode. But All right. So, we're, we're old nerd, young, young nerd. nerd. I'm Derek. I'm Todd. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google Play, iTunes, and Buzzsprout at Older and Young Nerd. And remember, normal is no boring. boring. Thank yep. you.